Shorthanded, Smith coming down the middle on the backhand, he shoots, he scores! Listen to the fortress, it's a shorthanded goal for Riley Smith. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights get the puck out of the zone, here's Stone, lead Stevenson coming in, down the middle, he gets a backhander off, and it's in! Chandler Stevenson! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Well, Vegas Golden Knights rolling into downtown Los Angeles. Uh, very happy because they don't have to play at the Staples Center ever again. It's gone. It's been removed. You won't even recognize the place tonight. Amazing how they just uh, built this Crypto.com arena uh, in the... Uh, aftermath of that uh, game two result against the LA Kings uh, earlier on this season. Staples Center to Crypto.com Arena. We are getting the Vegas Golden Knights against the LA Kings. Looking forward to it tonight. This is our number two VGK Insider Show. Uh, lineup decisions to be made. Uh, some have been uh, determined for Steve Spot, the acting head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Others uh, have to be tweaked and uh, mulled over uh, leading up to the pregame warm-up at uh, a 7.30 start tonight on Fox Sports Las Vegas, a pregame show at 6.30. We are here uh, for the entire uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, Insider Program. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. Uh, do, do you have an idea on whether or not Nick Hague or Max Pacioretty will be able to play tonight after they took the, the morning skate sort of before the main group today at uh, Crypto? Um, I'm going to go with both play. Uh, but I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm only like 45% confident in that prediction. 45. So which one are you more confident in? Hag. Uh, to me, it's Hag. More, more confident in Hag, for sure, yeah. Only because he skated yesterday with the main group, uh, whereas Max Pacioretty uh, did not. And uh, then you kind of get the, the hesitation today that they both skate uh, before uh, the, the morning skate. Uh, it's, uh, it's intriguing, and uh, then you get into matchups. Uh, but if they do both play, then you have... Like you got to feel really good about Vegas uh, because you've got two-thirds of your top line with mm -hmm. Stevenson and Pacioretty if, uh, if the big winger can go. And whoever you slide up there, I don't know, Matthias Janmark was on uh, the line with uh, Chandler Stevenson yesterday. Uh, so we'll see whether or not he can stay there because he can play all, all three, four positions. So Mr. Versatility. Uh, and then, then with Haig, uh, whether or not uh, he's in, his regular defensive partner or most recent defensive partner has been uh, Alex Petrangelo. He's not in the lineup. So uh, a couple of uh, things to go. And then you're, you've got your, your fourth line that is really up in the air given the fact that uh, Dodonov is out and Howden's out. Uh, uh, different, uh, different scenarios in play. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of, of feasible options that, uh, you know, Steve Spott and the coaching staff can roll with tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, assuming who is in or out of the lineup. But, you know, again, I think you look at it and you say, if, if you get Pacioretty and you've got Stevenson and Pacioretty and, and then you've got an intact misfit line that usually um, has some strong games against the an L.A. Kings opponent, uh, you like where you're at. You feel pretty good, especially when um, – if you can keep Nick Waugh maybe in that, that third-line role and, and build around him, have some, some you know, offensive touch on his wings, um, then you know, I think the Golden Knights are in a pretty good spot. But you know, as we mentioned, there, there's a need to be flexible. There's a need to, to kind of just go into the game, and, and whatever the game plan has to be in order to come away with two points, that's what the Golden Knights need to do and, and how they need to play tonight. 
It does sound like uh, we were right on the money when it came uh, to the goaltending. Mm-hmm. The fact that Robin Leonard did not skate the first practice coming out of the uh, the holiday break, and we didn't think that he would he would be back in uh, for today's game, and that's the case. It's going to be uh, Laurent Bressois, uh up against uh, Jonathan Quick. I'm calling that one right now because I don't think either coach is coming out of the holiday break uh, with Garrett Sparks uh, against Logan Thompson. I'm an insider. Uh, fun. I know these things. It'd be uh, fun. But, uh, but Bressois is, is a player that, boy, you, you look at the Tampa game, you had a two-goal lead. Yep. You might have been, I'm not faulting him in that game, but I also think that there's an opportunity here uh, for Laurent Bressois to, to further establish himself in a big way at a time when, when they need him. For me, it's, it's all about getting into a rhythm, right? Like we don't really know. Uh, the status for Robin Leonard. We don't know how long he may be out outside of just a, a day-to-day description, which is what was put on him today um, with an undisclosed injury. So uh, a- as far as that goes, if, if Laurent Brassois is going to be the guy for, say, the next seven to ten days, uh, you want him to get into a, a really solid rhythm. You want him to start feeling really confident about his game. And, you know, the games where Brassois has won this year, he's been simply phenomenal. His numbers have been sterling. Uh, the games where it, it hasn't gone his way, uh, the numbers uh, come back a little bit down to earth. But, you know, you, tonight you, you need Brussois to be dialed in and you need a strong game out of him. Need him to be able to match the other guy. And right. goalies will tell you that they don't play against the other guy, mm-hmm. that they play the score. Yeah. I don't know. Darren Elliott's sitting beside me. I don't know whether I can get his mic going or not. But uh, did you play the other guy or did you play the, play the score when, when you played goal? Can you guys hear him? Check, check. Hey, 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 hey. Very little. Very little? Okay. Uh, he's, he's just doing a, a live mic check on the air. I yep. promised I wouldn't uh, do this again. But did you play the other guy uh, when, you, when you played? Or did you? You wouldn't, eh? Huh. I, I think that there's, there should be some motivation in Brissois to try and match the other guy uh, in, in, in a situation like this. Because as a backup, you, you, just, you don't want to be the guy on the hook for the reason why you lost the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with that. I think you also have a situation where you're you're looking at the other guy on the other side of the rink. It's Jonathan Quick. It's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and and right now he's playing some of his best hockey, certainly that he's played in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, you, you go into this one, if you're Lorraine Brassois, thinking if, if you play better or you're one goal better uh, than Jonathan Quick, you give your team a really good chance uh, to win the game. Uh, an opportunity uh, knocking on the door. And, and again, Brassois' numbers, you mentioned his lights out in his wins. Yep. Uh, he's got six six victories uh, in, t- in ten starts this year. So that that's great. That's yep. right where you, you want your, your backup goaltender. 60% uh, knocking on the door uh, of, of being a little bit better than that. Like it's It's been a solid season for Laurent Brassois. He can turn a, an opportunity like this, getting the, the Tampa game, which was an unexpected start. Uh, the L.A. game tonight, an unexpected start. That's where you can really boost your value as, as an athlete and as a teammate. Yeah, and it's it, it all comes down to what he's able to do inside that 60 minutes, right? Uh, you know, the Tampa game, I, that's a tough one, right? Because, like, I, you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and how good they are, even without uh, that in that game, without Braden Point, without Nikita Kucherov. Like, this is still a dynamic offense. And, you know, for, for a goaltender inside of a game when you, you don't see a lot of shots and then all of a sudden there's a couple of breaks that go against you, um, 
you know, it, that's a tough game, I think, from from a goalie perspective. But, you know, again, tonight, it's it's just an, that it's an opportunity. That one would have sat in the, in, in the corner of my mouth, and I would have been trying to to just get it out of between my teeth. It just would have bugged me over the holidays. Yeah. Well, maybe for like a day, and then I think you, you really? work through it. Yeah. yeah. Just an opportunity to – you had the best team in the league. Yeah. On the ropes yeah. in that game, and you just you gotta find a way to, uh, to to make that that one extra play. The whole team, I mean, sure. scoring a goal and 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 or making a stop defensively or making a save defensively. That that one just it was just really it would have been such a great victory. Uh, they they played well enough to win, and I think that's kind of the big thing, right? Like top to bottom, you look at the the entire performance for the Golden Knights, you, you come away from that game saying you play that way against that team ten times in a row, uh, you're, you're likely going to win eight or nine of them. It just so happened that the one that you played is the one that you lost. Uh, we have a couple of tickets uh, to give away to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets on Sunday afternoon. Two pairs. We will give away one pair at the end of this segment, so stand by and uh, get ready to give us a shout, and then we'll give away the second pair at the conclusion of uh, one-timers. But the LA Kings will host the Vegas Golden Knights in the first-ever game played at uh, Crypto.com Arena. Uh, no tears, please, uh, for the name change uh, going away from Staples Center. But th- this game is going to uh, offer an opportunity for, for both clubs. One, uh, for Vegas, sole possession of first place on the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. You win, you've got it. Uh, and you've got it for both the, the Western Conference and uh, the Pacific Division. And for L.A., they're hanging in there uh, in, in this Pacific Division. Three points uh, outside of a, a Western Conference uh, playoff spot uh, at this point. And they they can they can make some more noise. They can make it interesting. Uh, this is this is a key game, not just one of those uh, games that Vegas looks at and says it's the Pacific Division. We we've, we're the best team in this division that uh, that we should win. Uh, they're they're going to have to play a, a decent hockey game tonight. Yeah, it, for for me, I look at the Pacific Division and and I think it's an improved division all the way around. You've got some teams that. You know, coming into this year, you really weren't sure what to make of. And, you know, the Anaheim Ducks, they, they look like a, a very a very solid team that's, that's sticking around and continuing to do the things that they need to do to win hockey games. And with the L.A. Kings, I, I think that, you know, the, the moves in the offseason and, and going out and getting a guy like Phil Deneau, uh, going out and, and getting, uh, you know, some, some experience on your back end too to supplement what Drew Doughty's doing uh, – I think I think that signified that the LA Kings were were kind of at the point as an organization where you want to make a bit of a push here, and they've been better. Uh, you know, I still think that you know once once they're back to full health and not dealing with certain players out of the lineup because of COVID protocol, uh, maybe they're allowed, maybe they're able to go on a little bit of a run. But you look at what Jonathan Quick's doing. You look at what Andre Kopitar's doing. Uh, Drew Doughty, who missed time with injury, was was absolutely playing for the Olympics, and you knew it before he got injured. Um, you know, this is a team that it's, it's not an easy two points. It's not an automatic for the Golden Knights, and it's especially not an automatic uh, when you're down your best defenseman in Alex Petrangelo. You're down one of your depth pieces in Evgeny Dodonov. You don't have Brett Howden there on your fourth line, and you're missing your captain in Mark Stone. Dowdy's only played 11 games this year. Yeah. He's a point-per-game player, mm-hmm. but uh, he's only played 11 games because of the injury and, and then They COVID. dominated the game. But he'll be back. He's been activated off the COVID protocol list. Uh, we know that uh, Anzi Kopitar is going to play, and uh, that's a, a big thing. But they will miss Philip Deneau. Uh They will, will, will miss uh, Dustin Brown, 
uh, and then a, a couple of others who are, are impacted because of uh, COVID protocol. Cal Peterson hasn't played since December 6th. He hasn't been COVID protocol. That's a long time, it, yeah. which also is one of those ones where uh, at times I get a little too casual about the impact of, uh, of a COVID protocol uh, placement. And that, that's one where it, uh, where it rears its uh, ugly head and is a good reminder about the impact uh, of, of this thing. But, uh, but Los Angeles, at the start of the year, who did you like more, Anaheim or L.A.? Mm. I liked L.A. <sighs> that's, that's really tough. Like, I, I, like, I like the flash of the Anaheim Ducks, like Trevor Zegers. Like, I, I, I like the idea of, of what a player like Zegers can do. I uh, haven't been able to see Quinton Byfield much because of an injury in, in, in preseason. Uh, but I, I just I like the flash of Anaheim, but I, I trust in the, the team makeup of the L.A. Kings a little bit more, if that makes sense. Right, and it's been Anaheim that's had the all-world first half as Vegas hits basically the 40% mark. Uh, of the season tonight uh, a little different how how some teams take that big step ahead uh in, in one year minnesota did it last year uh, where they they jumped to to the front maybe a, a bit ahead had a schedule they've followed it up uh los angeles i kind of thought would be in that realm this year of being able to take that big step ahead i, I still don't count them out for a playoff push although mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be tough i mean they're they're a couple of points, three points out of the uh, of the second wild card spot, but they're chasing Winnipeg and Edmonton and Colorado right now for that wild card spot. And you throw in teams like that that you have to overtake. Like I'll take Winnipeg over LA right now. I'll take Edmonton over LA. Colorado is a no brainer. Like who who would who would LA ever jump over to try to get in the mix? full-time it's going to take everything that Todd McClellan has uh to get in and then you've got to face Vegas uh three more times yeah and you know I, I mean if you're the LA Kings right like you're encouraged by your first meeting with the with the Golden Knights and, and you just you kind of want to uh you want to do that again and and it's yeah. it's not going to be easy certainly uh to to have that type of performance repeat performance uh, against the Golden Knights but you know for the LA Kings like if I'm if I'm trying to see who do they overtake who do they surpass uh, i mean i feel like winnipeg's the one that makes the most sense for me right now but uh, that's just because you know you've got a team that i, I think has is underperformed a little bit uh you know paul Maurice stepping aside uh that's that's some turbulence uh surrounding that organization and uh They've got all the pieces. It's just a matter of kind of putting it together consistently. And then with the LA Kings, like if they get Quinton Byfield into NHL action and up to speed and contributing in a depth role and and you're able to kind of get back to full health, I mean, I think this is a team that's capable of going on a run. Who is the biggest threat to first place for Vegas? Oh, man. Uh, It's not Anaheim. Like, tell me the slipper's going to fall off that thing soon, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I really, honestly, I don't know. Like, I think the, the right answer is probably the Calgary Flames. But the problem is with Calgary is you're, you're dealing with a team that is, has been absolutely decimated by COVID, right? Like, they have not played hockey in a very, very long time. And 
you know, while while it seems like the majority of, of positive tests in Calgary have been asymptomatic, uh, you're talking about a team that, that is essentially on a two-week bye period, and then all of a sudden they're going to be coming into and playing games against teams that have been playing throughout this whole period. So uh, you don't really know how the Flames are going to come back once they're able to play some hockey games. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as far as Anaheim goes, like, I, I, I still think they're a pretty good team. I don't think they're going to be tops in the division so um unless it's calgary i I don't buy the edmonton oilers i know mike smith is is getting close to returning or or should be able to return uh, as early as tomorrow so if you start getting goaltending again with the edmonton oilers and Connor mcdavid and leon dreisaitl are able to go off again then it's it's one of two it's it's calgary or edmonton um certainly not la certainly not really the anaheim ducks um yeah that's where i'm at i think that makes sense if it's not edmonton it's nobody it's it's not Edmonton. I think okay, if you ask nobody, me, like, there's no threat because Vancouver, even though they've won six in a row, they're not getting back, and they're actually not that far off a playoff spot. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> Come enough. on, let let it let it be written. Come on, let, let's do it. Vancouver in the playoffs. Let's go. Yes. Well, uh, hey, yes, I'm, they, I'm I'm in on them making. They've the had some good breaks and some good scheduling uh, <laughs> in their favor, and Bruce has given them a boost. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not. Their goaltending is all world. It's chaos. Uh, and they yeah, haven't got anything out of their superstar. So if those two things, uh, either one turns around and the other one continues, that's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a look. Uh, I don't like their roster makeup, uh, especially on the back end, uh, uh, enough to, to do that. Uh, so uh, I, I just I don't think they can get there. Not, not to challenge for first place, but if you're ruling out Edmonton, mm-hmm. then yeah, there's I no – because Anaheim, sorry, they're not going to be able to – to, to stay with Vegas, I'll I'll admit I'm wrong uh, if, if that happens, uh, but I I just don't see it happening. Nice story, don't see it happening. And Calgary for the reasons that you, that you talk about, it's going to be hard. Like Vegas has played the most games in the National Hockey League mm-hmm. at 32, and they'll add to that tonight. Most games, and that's why it's important to to win some of these uh, uh, games right now because your your teams are have games in hand. But it's also important to play these games right now so you don't have to have them jammed in either into the Olympic break or into the back half of the season. And that's what uh, somebody like Calgary is going to have to do. Uh, that's what Edmonton is, is going to have to do. Colorado is going to have to make up some games. Uh, so you win these games now, and then you also get the added bonus uh, of going along with it of not having to, to cram it in. And that's why I, I think Calgary, as much as just picking up where they left off uh, against teams that are already playing, uh, will be a challenge. But also the fatigue factor in the back end. Vegas, at playing the most games of the year, isn't going to have that fatigue factor uh, to, to the extent that, that some of these other clubs are going to have. Yeah, they shouldn't. And, you know, again, it, it it's going to be interesting to see kind of what that, that previously – blocked off uh, Olympic break is going to look like for you know the Golden Knights you've got a couple of games uh, for Vegas that, that need to be rescheduled you you have to imagine that uh, there might be some more games that are, are kind of rearranged uh, throughout that that 16 day period so um, if that alleviates some of the the crowded nature of the schedule in March and April I think that's a positive. That's a, that's a good thing for huge for for the Golden Knights. So I, I mean, listen, I, I think that this is a team that should win the Pacific Division. I, I know that it got murky there early on dealing with the injuries, but right now where they're at, this is the expectation, right? Like this, it, it shouldn't shock anybody 
it really shouldn't shock anybody that the Golden Knights are first place in the Pacific Division. I know they dealt with injuries. I know they no, went No, but how you got to first place how, is how shocking. You, yes, how you got here, shocking. The fact that you're here now, not so. Not really. And, and this is where this team should be because I, I just think you, you look at this division top to bottom at every single position, they're, they're the best team in the Pacific Division. Whether or not the records would indicate that early on, whether or not you were dealing with injuries, you still look at things being equal. This is the best team in this division. Chapman. Yes. I, I, I was in the camp of Edmonton being the team that, that would challenge them a few weeks ago. I don't believe in Edmonton anymore. I think really, realistically, the only team that has a, a, a chance is Calgary. And I'm going to be curious to see how they respond. But I, I, I like their goaltending. I think they're pretty solid on the, on the blue line. And, and let's be honest, their first line is one of the best in the league. So when you have those three guys up top, I, I, I think you certainly have a chance. And, and I feel like they've got good coaching. So they've got a guy who, who knows what it takes to win games and, and important games at that. So Calgary would be the only team, I think, that could challenge a fully healthy Golden Knights team in terms of uh, winning the division. And I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Vancouver making the playoffs. I you think are, they, eh? I, I'm, 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 They're going to do it. I'm not, I'm not all in on Vancouver making the playoffs because I think it's going to happen. I'm just all in on it for the uh, chaos factor. <laughs> It'd be great. It would be fan. What a story it would I, be, like, too. I don't, I don't even know if, if fans in Vancouver would know how to react to that. Well, let's hope it's a little bit different than what they've shown in the past. Yeah, that would, uh, I would agree with you uh, on, on that front. Uh, if, the, if the playoffs did start today, uh, and if they did, uh, there would be an investigation because uh, L.A. really wouldn't have qualified. So that would be that would be unique. But if the, if the playoffs did start today, uh, mm-hmm. Vegas would face the Colorado Avalanche. That, that like that's the intrigue mm-hmm. that the injuries and COVID and, and everything else. And I'm just going I'm not going on points percentage. I'm going strictly on on standings mm-hmm. uh, and, and where they are. But you've got first place Vegas in the Pacific and the uh, uh the first wild card team is is Colorado. Wouldn't that be a setup for you? Oh, yeah. That's that's not going to be how the season ends. So it's it's fun to talk about now because you look at how everything kind of shakes out. But you know the Colorado Avalanche they've got a six six seven points percentage, which is the same as the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they've only played twenty seven games. They've got thirty six points in those twenty seven games. Um, I will be shocked when eighty two games are done for every single team. I would be shocked if the Colorado Avalanche aren't one or two in their division. So who's who's the most uh, who's the happiest where they are right now in the Pacific Division? I'll phrase it that way. The ha- Ooh, uh, mm. I think the Ducks. Vegas uh, the, in first place the, after all they've been through. Yeah, but I think they're expecting at, at the start of the season they're expecting to be there. I think Anaheim is way but ahead then, of schedule. But then they've lived up to expectations through a terribly challenging period. Yeah, I mean, I think the argument can be made for the Vegas Golden Knights when you when you go back to a one and four start, and all of a sudden you're you're sitting here at twenty and twelve and forty points in thirty two <laughs> games. Like, yeah, the argument can be made, but I think I'm with Chris here. It's the Anaheim Ducks because uh, Anaheim threw the same amount of games 
the same amount of points as the Vegas Golden Knights, and no one really expected them to take that big step. Uh, it was it was a team that should be better. It was a team that should be in and around the playoff hunt uh, in, in much the same way the L.A. Kings are right now with 33 points in 30 games and, and sitting right there behind the Edmonton Oilers. I think that was kind of the high watermark for what the Anaheim Ducks should have been this year, and right now they're above it. Right now they, they, are, they are banking points that they've needed to bank and, and in their quest to, to get back to the playoffs. Uh, Vegas will try to stiff-arm the L.A. Kings' uh, quest for a playoff spot tonight as they both return to action as the National Hockey League is uh, back on the ice. Uh, Three of the four games uh, scheduled tonight uh, are going ahead, including the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, We'll continue to look ahead to Vegas and Los Angeles, plus bring you up to date uh, with other news and notes from around the NHL because the one-timer segment is next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Get to news and notes from around the National Hockey League in just a second, but we have a couple of pairs of tickets to give away for Sunday's game against the Winnipeg Jets at T-Mobile Arena. We'll give away one set of tickets right now. The number to call and the lucky number to get through in winning the tickets will be, Ryan? Number 11. Number 11. And the number to call? 702-876-1340. Call right now. Be caller number 11. We will send you to Sunday's game, Sunday afternoon's game, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Winnipeg Jets, uh, at T-Mobile Arena. Two more tickets uh, coming your way at the end of this segment. Uh, this this is crazy news. Team USA's game at the World Junior Hockey Championship mm-hmm. uh, against Switzerland. Yep. Team USA had to forfeit because two players tested positive for COVID. The WIHF made that announcement today. Yep. Uh, so Team USA, their status for the tournament, unknown. There's a bubble, but it's not as tight as the bubble was last year. Uh, and I guess the IIHF making this decision uh, because Team USA tests positive that they don't want it spreading to another team uh, through the course of gameplay. But it, and nowhere do I do find in, in my reading of this where Team USA isn't it's just going to be allowed to continue to play. If, if these are if these are truly positive tests, now they're going to retest and see if they're false positive. But the title defense may be on the line here. Yeah, which would be just an absolute shame for uh, for those players that are, are there for the tournament. And uh, you know, you're you're hopeful that or you're hoping anyway that uh, there's a way for. Team USA to continue to play in this tournament because it would be a shame to, to not be able to actually defend the title. Their next game is against Sweden on a Wednesday. That uh, uh, that doesn't allow for a lot of turnaround time considering no. today is Tuesday. And right. that's just wow. Uh, they're not uh, they're not messing around. I mean, we've we've seen players taken out of games. Uh, we've teen, seen teams, uh, players uh, put into quarantine after playing the, the most recent game, but we've never seen teams like forfeit or, or give up uh, uh, results like this. Now, it's a extenuating circumstances. It's a small tournament. Uh, you don't want it going through the entire tournament. 
and, and the teams at the World Junior Championship, but that's a, that's a big blow for, for Team USA. Fortunately, they were able to hold on to that original result in their opener uh, to, uh, to be able to pick up the victory. But that's the latest there. Uh, disappointment for Team USA. Uh, other uh, news and notes to tell you about is we already have a game underway. And that involves the Montreal Canadiens, who have nine people uh, out uh, in COVID protocol. The Tampa Bay Lightning have a bunch of people out in COVID protocol, but they do have Braden Point back in the lineup, and he has an immediate impact in this game, scoring a couple of goals as the Tampa Bay Lightning with Max Legacy in goal, Legacy uh, to some, uh, former Vegas Golden Knights uh, player. Uh, mm-hmm. He is the, like, the basically emergency goaltender being recalled because both of Tampa's netminers tested uh, or were placed in the COVID protocol upon their return uh, from the holiday break. Uh, but it's uh, 3-2 right now, Tampa Bay Lightning over the Montreal Canadiens. So at least at least we have games to talk about. Yeah, and, you know, it's not terribly surprising that Braden points back into the lineup and has a couple for Tampa because that's just what this team does. They've got game changers and game breakers. Um seemingly coming in and going out at uh, at a moment's notice. So, uh, you know, for, good for Max Legasse for, for getting the game, right? Like, uh, this is a guy that, that really did contribute a lot to the Golden Knights' magical first year. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's kind of a long road to get back into an NHL game for Max, and uh, good for him that he's, he's in there tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. His former team, the Golden Knights, will face the LA Kings uh, pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 6.30. We'll give Ryan Wallace uh, a chance to get uh, hydrated and come back. At 6.30, they uh, face off with Brian McCormick on the call on Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, at 7.30. We know that that game's going to happen. Uh, the rest uh, beyond today, uh, it's, a, it's a case-by-case basis. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings-New York Islanders game on Wednesday at uh, UBS Arena postponed by the NHL today. And then there's nine other games also postponed because of attendance restrictions in Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, that's unusual. They're going to slide the, all these games back because uh, Ottawa, it's 50%, no uh, concessions available yeah. uh, at all for any Ottawa Senator games right now. And then you've got uh, serious uh, attendance restrictions for uh, places like Winnipeg and Calgary. Uh, so that game's been postponed. Uh, teams, and they, they've actually moved one game uh, that's uh, going to be hosted, uh, that was scheduled to be Boston at Montreal. That game will now be Montreal at Boston uh, on the same day, but played in Boston instead of Montreal uh, because of the attendance restrictions, and then they'll play that game in Montreal at a later date. So not just COVID, but uh, attendance restrict. Even if you can play the game, uh, teams don't want to be losing out in this cash. The players don't want to be losing out on the cash of the attendance because that's hockey-related revenue. That uh, directly impacts the cap, so uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, the uh, the National Hockey League's decision to uh, pull out, withdraw from the uh, Olympic Games in Beijing, not sitting well with one Todd Marchand, who had uh, a very interesting tweet and contained uh, some profanity. So I'll let Ryan Wallace uh, say the profanity part. And then I'll come back and keep my job. Oh, come on! I'm not gonna say the bad word. Like, what, what do you? What do you? What do he you said think it I was am? bull darn it. Yeah, it was. It was BS. Uh, okay, so Brad Marchand uh, said today, "quote The NHL and NHLPA can exchange the rules 
uh, or can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during this pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed. Yet, they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor the agreement they made so the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not BS. Mm -hmm. And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. Uh, here's, I think Brad slightly missed the, the whole point of the taxi squad. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll just leave it at that. Brad, if, if you want to go to the Olympics, and I mean this in all seriousness because mm -hmm. I'm surprised Ovi hasn't done it, yep. and I keep waiting for Ovi to do it, go to your owner, ask the owner if you can go to the Olympics without, uh, you won't be paid by the Boston Bruins, mm -hmm. and see what they say. And and then, it, then it's just a conversation with your high boss and, and yourself. And I, I, I'd be shocked if somebody doesn't do it. Uh, at, at, at a certain point. But, uh, again, as far as the taxi squad goes, the taxi squad wasn't put in place. Uh, or they, they didn't go to the to cancel out in the Olympics because they were afraid of postponed games. They have, they have to make up games. Yeah. That's what it was. Alex Kalorn's not happy either. What's going on with him? Yeah, so, I mean... It <laughs> You've, you've touched on it a couple of times with uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are, are down not just Andre Vasilevsky, uh, but, but also Brian Elliott. So down there, two NHL goaltenders, a couple of other players in COVID protocol. Um, you know, and, and the, the quote, I think, is fantastic from, from Alex Kalorn, who you know, answered kind of the question, like, how do you, how do you kind of get through uh, these periods where you're missing six, seven, eight guys that, that would normally be in your lineup? And here's the answer by Kalorn. Either something's got to change or we're just going to have to deal with it and just know that the product is going to be inferior that we're putting on the ice. Um, listen, I, I don't I don't disagree with what Alex Kalorn is saying there. Like when you're going into a game and you have, you know, six or seven NHL players that would be in the lineup if they were healthy and eligible and able to play, um, I, I don't disagree that you're losing something on the product. However, what I find to be really funny about this uh, is the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning had to recall players to come in and play alongside Alex Kalorn when he's yeah. talking about it now being an inferior product. Like, I can't imagine being that player who's suiting up and getting an opportunity to play in the NHL, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, <laughs> maybe I don't belong here. You know who is ahead of the curve on this? Hmm. Brett Hall. Because he was worried about the uh, inferior product way back when. Because he would talk about who he had to play with and say, Look, can you believe I'm the, the coach has got me with this guy or that guy? Like, he was way ahead yeah. Yeah. of the curve worried about uh, worried about that side of thing. Like, does Clorin have a point? Do you, are you worried about the product right now? Or are you just, uh, as a fan, hoping that your team plays and, and we get the games in? Um. I mean, like, I think that, that there's there's kind of a, a point to be made on both sides, right? Like, you ultimately want to see 82 games played. And I think the only way that you're going to get 82 games played is to have a taxi squad, have the ability to put players in there that ordinarily wouldn't be playing because if you can form a roster of 20, you have to get the games played. But on the other side of the coin, like, 
you look at the the game on on Friday coming up, the New Year's the New Year's Eve game for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's announced today, Trevor Zegras. He's in the NHL's COVID protocol. I would venture to guess that there are some fans that wanted to go to that game and wanted to see Trevor Zegras. That's unfortunate for fans in the building that want to see players that are not available due to COVID. And it, but at the same time, like an injury could take a player out. Like you, you could you could want to see Connor McDavid, and Connor McDavid could be out with an injury. Like there's a lot of different reasons why guys are out of the lineup on a nightly basis. Uh, but I do think that there's a point to be made on both sides. Like, are you seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning at, at full strength? Are you seeing the Golden Knights tonight? If you're in LA and you wanted to see this Golden Knights team, are you seeing them at the height of their powers? No, yeah. you're not. I think the cat's out of the bag when it comes to uh, the integrity of the schedule if you want to use that that terminology or play that card yeah this is about if you've got a full roster you got to play and yeah. your organization has to, to to find a way to compete on a night-to-night basis here you know one area that's not getting a lot of attention mm. is uh, the officials like there's there's a, a real concern that there may not be if there's enough teams to go there yeah. may not be enough officials to go around because of so many being in COVID protocol, and they tra- they travel on uh, regular airlines. Yeah, they're they're not uh, on the protected uh, to more not protected, but uh, the the bubble of uh, of a charter aircraft where you have control over everything. Uh, they're they're traveling with the masses. Yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. No, uh, Mark Andre Fleury also placed into COVID protocol. Yep. And Chicago's here very soon. Uh, we'll see uh, and follow uh, that as we continue. Well, I want to give away two more sets of tickets to the Vegas Golden Knights against the Winnipeg Jets. Jets will be traveling here. Oh, uh, there's also talk about the CDC knocking down the quarantine time mm-hmm. uh, for people who are diagnosed uh, or test positive for, for COVID-19. That makes sense, except for the Canadian government. Right. Uh, if, if if you're knocking it down, the CDC, like they do it. They they also for the National Hockey League to to work under those parameters with seven teams. You have to have the uh, the Canadian government on board with that. And I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime soon. So that's that's why you haven't necessarily seen. We witnessed it in the NBA and, and the NFL. Uh, we have two more sets of tickets to give away. Winnipeg against Vegas on Sunday afternoon. 702-876-1340. What number should we invite the people to call? Could we make it a, a bigger number just to make Chapman's life a little bit uh, more interesting during the commercial break? A bigger number, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can. Let's go 44. 44. Caller number 44. Call now, 702-876-1340. And uh, we will send you to see the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are your one-timers for this Tuesday, December 5th. On Fox Sports, Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right. uh, Just to add a little bit more to this John Madden story, obviously, uh, if you haven't heard. Great NFL football coach, commentator, video game extraordinaire John Madden passed away earlier today and I just read that John Madden stopped coaching in 1978 which was the year before I was born and Ryan I know it's quite a few years before you were born yet just a couple his influence on the game 
is still felt multiple generations later. I mean, 1978, my father was was a young man, and here I am, much older than my father was in 1978, and yet even my son knows John Madden thanks to the video games, and he never had the opportunity to hear John Madden commentate an NFL game. So it's it's pretty amazing when you have that type of legacy that multiple generations later, people know who you are. Like there's so few people in so many walks of life that have that type of influence and legacy that years and years, I mean, 43 years after he stopped coaching in the NFL, that he still is and was an influential figure in the game. It's pretty amazing. And I see everyone from the Raiders to Raider players and obviously myself and you and Darren, we we've all kind of been impacted in one way or another. Thanks to John Madden. It's pretty amazing. I mean, one of my favorite things is, is, and I, I, I know he, he's probably not a Vegas headliner anymore. In fact, I don't know when he's been here last, but Frank Caliendo does an awesome John Madden impression. Like, he's really good. Like, he's got the, the mannerisms and the sounds, and, and it's one of those things where, where even comedians are imitating John Madden. That's how influential and, and just what a, what a legacy he leaves behind. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, and, and again, not the biggest football guy growing up. It was always hockey first and everything else second. But, um, Chapman, I, I, and I'm, I wasn't much of a gamer. Like I didn't play a ton of video games. Yeah. I played Madden all the time. Like that. That's what I played. Right. Like, um, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. Like when you're able to kind of transcend the game of football, like that. That's saying something for for who you are as a person and, and yeah. what you're able to do. And, uh, you know, a game that is so much bigger than everything else, when, when you're the type of personality that can, as a coach, transcend the game, and then as a commentator, as a broadcaster, transcend the game, like that's, that's massive. That's huge. And it just goes to show you just, just how good John Madden was. Yeah, one of the funniest things was every Thanksgiving, he would, he would obviously do the game, and, and the Cowboys game, I think, is the one he was always on. And they used to give out turkey legs to, to like the players of the game. Sure. And somehow, some way, they would always have this turkey that they would manufacture and put together that would have six legs sometimes. So like if the offensive line was was the player of the game, he had enough turkey legs to go around to everybody on the offensive line. I mean, it, it's one of those things that it, it's funny. And he would have the, 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 the mark around. He would circle the turkey. And look, you got the six legs on the turkey here. And it... it it, it, it was just it, it was fun and and John Madden was a lot of fun and I think that's why so many people were, were drawn to him and like Darren mentioned he had the Madden Cruiser and he would talk about some of the places he would stop and of course he was a guy who loved to eat so he would always throw out recommendations on where to go eat if you're well, if you're ever going through Central California stop in Fresno and eat at this place and he knew it all I mean he was just. I, I think one of those people who will look back and say this guy left such a lasting legacy, not only in football, but in different aspects of life. And, and, and gaming is, is one of them. Yeah, 100%. Now, um, it's, a, it's a sad day. It's just it's a bummer. And, you know, it, it seems like, um, you know, there's 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 always news you're turning on. You're you're kind of bombarded by by certainly uh sad and, and unfortunate things but uh the, the news today on john madden just absolutely uh absolutely difficult to to deal with but you know again just 
recognizing just how important and influential he was uh, beyond just coaching, beyond just the commentating. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, Chapman, like just opening up the eyes of, of different generations through video games, like that's massive. Yeah, I mean, I can remember the first time I played it, Sega Genesis, and, and it was like I was hooked. And here, we, here yeah. we are like 35 years later and every year people can't wait. They're, they're waiting in line at the video game store to get Madden or they're ordering it online like a week ahead of time to be able to play it first. And yeah. you have players unhappy with their rating in Madden. What, I only got an 85 in speed? But uh, yeah, very, very influential away from the field as well. All righty. Well, pregame show is coming up at 6.30. Chat with you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.